Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One o'clock hour on Out of Bounds on 610 Sports Radio. Nick Price, Dusty Likens coming up next. Jillian Carroll, Christian Nasario, and Julio Sanchez. As the sexiest trio in sports radio on That's Saturday. Right. That's right. Um, before us, Brandon Kylie with the leadoff live and local on 610 Sports Radio as the tweet up, hashtag tweet up of 610 Sports Radio and the guys from Arrowhead Pride are all out at St. Joe. Go say hi. Um, don't stand too close to Pete Sweeney or you will uh, tower over him. As there was a picture with him and Danny Welniak as they were sitting in uh, chairs before the locker room show. Mm-hmm. And Pete's feet couldn't touch the floor. <laughs> Just swinging him. Yeah, I don't even know if he was doing that. He had one hell of a smile, too. Um, but he looked like a little kid getting his hair cut and couldn't touch the floor on the barbershop floor. Uh, Pete Sweeney, you're a sweet Um, But, yeah, go meet the guys from 610. Carrington, Levine, Ron, Byrne, Vesco, Kling, Wachowski, Serta, and Kylie. Um, all up at St. Joe as the first available practice to the public is today at 3.30. We are on until 3, and then... At 4.30 after overtime is Cody Tapp live from the K as it is the Royals and the Cleveland Indians and it is Glenn Sparkman versus Clevenger tonight uh, at 6.15 on a 6.10 Saturday out at Kansas City um, Royals Home Park, which is the K, Kauffman Stadium. Um, One Royal Drive, I believe, is the address. Last night, they lose 8-3. to three. Bubba Starling does a really good job in center field, as we just talked about before that. But someone who also has done a really good job is Patrick Mahomes. And Matt and Patrick Mahomes did something last year that was considered an anomaly or an outlier-type season. The 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards had only been done twice before by Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And I get tired of people that constantly say, Will Patrick Mahomes struggle in year two as a starter? In the interview we had with Jason Brown from Last Chance U, Patrick Mahomes, he said, it'll be tough to avoid the sophomore slump, even though this is his third year. Defensive teams will try to scheme you, will try to do different things against you. I get that. But I think it's funny that people use one year, and try to say that the next year will be a down year. Okay. So we dive deeper into stats. Only a handful of times have quarterbacks thrown 40 touchdowns. In fact, I have the list in front of me. Aaron Rodgers threw 40 in 2016. Andrew Luck threw 40 in 2014. 
Kurt Warner in 99 with the greatest show on turf through 41. Matt Stafford through 41 in 2011. Shout out Josh Vernier and Laszlo of the Buzz. Drew Brees through 43 in 2012. Dan Marino through 44 in 86. Aaron Rodgers did it again in 2011 with 45. Drew Brees through 46 in 2011 as well. Dan Marino did it again with 48 in 1984. Peyton Manning through 49 in 2004. And then the three guys in the 50 club are Mahomes, Brady, and Manning. So what do you consider a down year from 50 touchdowns? That's where I don't get it. You can't use an anomaly or an outlier type year where someone just literally absolutely obliterated the NFL in ways that we've never seen before. Not when I'm talking about touchdowns, but in a way of scrambling, improvising, and making changes to people's defensive fronts. Now, again, there is now... Well, they played two playoff games plus 16 games in the regular season, so they played 18 games on tape. So you've got 18, technically 19, 19 if you right. want to use the Denver game, of Patrick Mahomes. So you have 19 games on tape to scheme against Patrick Mahomes. Okay? But this is where it kind of gets me. As there was an article from Pro Football, Pro Football Talk, and it said in one, of the, in one of the things I have quoted, ultimately nothing any defense does may matter. Mahomes is the best when he is forced to improvise. Mark that down. And there are no amount of playing. There is, I'm sorry. And there's no amount of playing that can keep a guy with uncanny gifts from winning what becomes a schoolyard scramble. If defenses decide to avoid chaos, Mahomes has the arm and the accuracy to pick them apart from the pocket. Seems like a contradicting quote to an article that says that somebody might have a down year in the next year. Yeah. Okay. So his greatest feat is his arm, correct? Yeah. Okay, what's his second greatest feature? His brain? The fact that he can slow a game down and improvise? His ability to improvise, that's what okay. I was going to say. So then his third greatest feature is the fact that he can escape from things and improvise more. Okay, so maybe the NFL has a quarterback that's just that damn good that you can't change up. That if he does throw 41 touchdowns, some will look at that as like, well, it's nine less than 50, so it's technically a down year. Let me give you an analogy. Nick Price, it takes me 25 minutes to get to work here from Lee Summit, Missouri. All right. Shout out downtown Lee Summit. I'll see you tonight. It takes me 25 minutes to get to work on average. There are some days where I can get here in 22 minutes, but there's also some days where it takes me 40 minutes to get here. Did I have a downtime when it took me 40 minutes to get here? No, I had to improvise. I had to take side roads. I had to take Metcalf Avenue, or I had to take Lamar because there were obstacles in my way that weren't going to get me here in 22 minutes or 25 minutes. So average would be 25 minutes. 22-minute drive would be an anomaly. So if it takes me 22 minutes, it means that I beat something, and I had Everything a, lined up. Everything seemed to be nice. Is it considered me driving worse if I got here in 25 minutes? No. Because 25 minutes is average. What's an average amount still of... Still a great commute time for you from Lee Summit. Exactly. Still a good time. But just because it took me three minutes longer to get here doesn't mean that I had a bad drive in or I had a wrong way to come. It just means that the day before, I had a good circumstance. It just seemed to work out that well. Last year, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes had a very good year. He threw for 5,000-plus yards. He threw for 50 touchdowns. If he throws for 45 touchdowns, he'll do something that only 10 times has been done before with 
40 touchdowns. That's not a down year. It's just not an astronomically anomaly outlier type of season. And it's not fair to say that it's a down year. It's just a year in which he didn't exceed what he did last year, which was considered one of the top three performances in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just using the wrong descriptive words here. Like, it's not a down year if you throw 40 touchdowns next year. Only 11 times has that been done, or 12 times in the history of the NFL. It's not a slump if you end up throwing 40 touchdowns, 38 touchdowns, whatever it be. But Patrick Mahomes had one of the top three quarterback seasons of all time last year. So that is just like, that is the very peak. Who knows? I mean, maybe this kid could get even better than that. Maybe go throw 52, 53, whatever. But if we're comparing it to the best ever, that is so high on the bar that anything below that, we can't really call it a slump or a down year. Maybe it's not as great of a statistical year as he had the year before. But he, like we said a couple weeks ago, if he goes out there and he gets his completion percentage up to 70% and they go 14-2, and 15-1 or something like that, and he only throws 40 touchdowns, I would say that he had another great year, if not just as good as last year. That would be an MVP type year. Absolutely. And Oh, by the way, he won the MVP last year. Right. So there's really nowhere else to go but down when you do something that is only been done twice before you, only has been done three times in the history of the NFL. And oh, by the way, if we're going to be fair with Patrick Mahomes, he's now going to have a target on his back, and that target's only going to get bigger the more he goes the further he grows along because Patrick Mahomes last year threw for 50 touchdowns at the age of 22 when he started the season out. This kid is going to play, and I don't know if I can grasp this in my head, this kid is going to play for 16 more years in the NFL, one would think, if all goes well with health. Right. He's got a very good above-average offensive line. He has a generational-type receiver. He has a generational-type tight end, and he has a pretty solid if not well above average number two option at receiver oh and by the way the only position battle that they have at camp is for the number three receiver spot which they drafted a speedster McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson who is one-on-one the same page with Patrick Mahomes as they were on vacation all this type of stuff so where I get a little frustrated and where I kind of get a little bit I don't know aggravated is the terminology when it comes to saying it will be a down year, to say it'll be a regression type year. I don't quite get that. I learned my lesson last year when I thought that Patrick Mahomes had had a consistently inconsistent year where I put him at somewhere around 28, 29 touchdowns. I don't know what he's going to do this year. And quite frankly, I don't have the right to know what he's going to do this year because it could be different because Patrick Mahomes' best skill set is his arm and his second best, best skill set is is the fact that he is able to improvise in any way, shape, or form, which when you talk about what people think could be different, Jason Brown said it, the article from Pro Football Talk said it, they said that the blueprint was out last year that the Patriots did. Oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes came out in the second half both times against the Patriots, both different schemes, and learned and adjusted accordingly and put both those games in chances to win. They lose the first game with a kick in the and uh, closing down the fourth quarter. They lose the second time in overtime to Tom Brady, who, by by the way, after the game, sprinted over to Patrick Mahomes and said, man, not verbatim, it's only a matter of time until you are there and you are the guy because, again, you can scheme him for a half. But in that second half, the quarterback guru and Andy Reid and the mind and the, and the ability 
to improvise that Patrick Mahomes has is absolutely disgusting. And quite honestly, it hasn't been stopped yet. We talk sample sizes. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he can readjust, he can improvise, and that's what honestly might make him scarier than anybody else. And it's unfair to say that next year will be a down year when you've done something only two other guys have done in the history of the sport. Yeah, and you hit the nail right on the head there. I was agreeing with everything that you were saying. Like, It's just very contradictory to say that he's going to have a sophomore slump or a down year because there's more game tape when the biggest thing that everybody talks about is that ability to improvise. That is reacting to a game plan that other people have for you. So with this guy, who knows, like really the amount of game tape or the amount of preparation that you have to game plan against this guy doesn't matter as much as it does against other quarterbacks that don't have his improvising abilities that Patrick Mahomes has. He's going to be able to read what you're giving him, read what you've game planned on based on this tape that you've seen and react in a way that you just can't prepare for. Yeah. That's it. That's basically what it is. So, uh, season two, let's see what happens as a full-time starter. Um, I feel like some people have some bias towards the Los Angeles Chargers because they keep saying the same damn stuff every year. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on Out of Bounds on 610 Sports Radio as we are live and local every Saturday from 10 until 5. Except today, they go till 4.30 because Cody Tapp's pregame show starts for the Royals and Cleveland Indians starting at 4.30 as Cody Tapp is live from the K. So, want to go play three strikes? You got your chance. Go meet him at the 610 trailer outside gate A in left field. Cody Tapp will be there. He's the cute guy with glasses and the combed over hair. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. He's very funny enjoyable to listen to um but after us at three o'clock will be chris unicero julian carroll and julio sanchez they will take you up to again cody taps pregame show at 4 30 um and then today in saint joe is the tweet up with the hosts and the producers um of the full-time guys of six Sense sports radio also our boss is there steven specter um go ask him why we weren't invited i don't know the answer I'd like to know. I could have done the show from the reported app on my phone. Could have hooked it up to the aux cord and could have talked to everybody and then arrived. Who knows? Um, it would have been fun. Would have been interesting. But um, due time, I guess. Sorry, guys. But maybe those, next year? No. Nope. I don't play maybe next year's. Um, but somebody who does is people in NFL writers committees. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people always seem to like the Los Angeles chargers. And there are some who have the chargers winning the AFC West. And again, going to the Super Bowl. We're doing this again. We are We're I, doing this no, again. No, 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 no. We are not. We doing are not, this again. but people are doing this. People are doing this again. Ugh. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. But I have receipts. And according to, if I can find it here, but according to the USA Today article that I sound, USA Today's 2019 record projections. I'm not going to go through the NFL's entire records, but they have the Chargers at 12 and 4. They have the Chiefs at 11 and 5. They have the Chiefs as a wild card team and the Chargers as a 
division winner. And then outside the Chargers name is a red box. And in the key at the bottom, or I'm sorry, at the top, it says Super Bowl winner is outlined in a red box. That's right. Again, the Chargers, Sean Levine's Chargers, are scheduled to win the Super Bowl, according to some. One being USA Today. I don't get it. We talked at the very beginning of this season or this episode today on Out of Bounds that the Chiefs are fun and that everybody is there. Are the Chargers fun? I don't think so. Yeah. Is everybody at Chargers camp? No. Nope. Guess who's not there? Melvin Gordon. Probably the biggest one. He's their starting running back. Yeah, he's now, a they're, stud. They're deep at running back. Yeah. Right? They got Austin Eckler, and they got another cat who I can't think of off the top of my head who was there last year who did a really good job um, for them, which that's bad radio for me not knowing that that's, his, that's their backup. Uh, Justin Jackson is his name. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson was one of those fantasy baiters that you'd always like think, oh, do I play him this week? You know, is Melvin Gordon going to be hurt? But what also made me think about this is the article from Pro Football Talk. And it says, although Rivers has made a point of saying that Gordon is a good teammate, he also said that the second and third running backs on their roster, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, are capable of taking on a heavy workload if called upon to do so. Quote, they're going to get a lot of work, end quote, Rivers said via the Los Angeles Times. Start the quote up again. It certainly is a deep position for us, and those guys all love to play and work hard. We love Melvin, but we're going to go with what we've got. It's pretty dang good group. End quote. That, to me, seems like an offense divided. Now, Melvin Gordon is pretty damn good at his position. I get it. But when we talk about the Los Angeles Chargers and what Melvin Gordon has done, it's not that impressive over the last couple of years. Melvin Gordon was a rookie in the year 2015. He played in 14 games and started in 13 games. He rushed 184 times for 641 yards, and he had 33 catches for 192 yards. In 2016, his workload went up, except he only started in 11 games and only played in 13. 254 on rushes, 997 in yards, 41 receptions, 419 yards. A total of 12 touchdowns. Pretty solid. 2017, his best year. He ran for 1,100 yards. He had 476 yards receiving. He had four touchdowns receiving and eight touchdowns rushing. 12 touchdowns again. And the only year that he started all 16 games. And the only year, correct, that he started all 16 and played in all 16. Last year, he started in 12, played in 12. The injury bug hit him. He had 885 rushing yards and 409 receiving yards, four touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, had his career high total and 14 total touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, of course, is holding out for a full contract. He wants to get paid. And then you have the quarterback of the team saying, There's a lot of talent here. We'll move on without him. It's fine. You know what Patrick Mahomes said the first day he talked at training camp on Tuesday? I know because I was there. He said, this is a brotherhood. We're all together in this. We all know what's important. We all know what we're going to go after. That's not quoted verbatim, but that's what he said. And the brotherhood thing he repeated a couple times. It doesn't sound like a team that's poised to win the Super Bowl is a brotherhood when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, by the way, Nick Price, who's won the AFC West the last three years? Uh, Is that the Kansas City Chiefs? Right. Who has everybody coming back on their offense this year? Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I'm sorry. Mitch Morris isn't going to be back at center. Oh, wow. 
Who's got a generational type receiver on their team? The Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. Who's got the best and reigning defending MVP quarterback? The Chiefs. Enough. Enough. That's it. I'm done. Why no, do we pe- could go on, but it's always going to be the Chiefs. It just always seems that the Chargers are always somebody's favorite to win. And what are, I don't, what I are don't people know. seeing? Like, what are these people know. seeing in the Chargers? I'll tell you what I think they see, because this kind of stuff pisses me off. I think what people see is they see the sympathy card. What happened last year when they thought Drew Brees ought to win MVP? Yeah. Well, he hasn't won it before, and he's a really good quarterback. He's about to retire. He plays in a dome nine times a year. Eat it. His per- his passing percentage is nice. Has he thrown for 50 and 5,000? Oh, the only other two guys that did it won MVP. Did he play in the NFC Championship game? He did. Did they lose on a bad call? Sure they did. Sorry. Patrick Mahomes won the MVP last year, and a lot of reasons why people thought Bree should win it. I'm not saying it's the main reason, but sympathy play. Yeah, Lifetime Achievement Award. Guess who hasn't won a Super Bowl yet as a quarterback? Phillip Rivers. What's his comparison his whole entire career? Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a, never won a Super Bowl, ever. Best quarterback to not win one. And now Phillip Rivers is on that same track. People think that this is the year that they get it done. I just don't get it. I don't know if there's bias towards the Chargers. I don't know if you just literally look down and look at two teams and say to yourself, oh, yeah, the Chargers are going to win the West. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to be a good team. They don't even have their starting running back at camp. The Chiefs have a full team there and full roster ready to go with a bunch of fun and positive attitudes. But keep telling yourself the Chargers are going to win the West and the Chargers are going to go to the Super Bowl. They haven't won the West in 10 years. No. I'm sorry. Why is this year going to be different? The Chiefs won the West with a two with Alex Smith as a quarterback. Yeah. Now I get it. The Chargers beat the Chiefs last year on a short week with a like basically a bummed ankle Tyreek Hill at Arrowhead. I'll give you that. That's one game. They got smoked week one by the Chiefs at their place. They play in a place where nobody likes to watch their games. I'm sorry. I don't get how you can possibly think the Chargers have what it takes to A, get to the Super Bowl, and B, be the team to beat. The Chiefs are literally better than the Chargers in every position possible. The only argument I'll make is that maybe the Chargers defense is a little bit better than the Chiefs because it's been proven that they're a good defensive squad because they've got Bosa and Ingram on the outside. And they've also got a pretty damn good corner set. And the Chiefs defense hasn't been on the field in a real game yet. But according to some, the defense is already gelling. And some of the guys on that team are absolute studs. And Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones and Agba Okafor. I'm sorry. I'm done with this topic. They needed one big fix, and I would assume they found it. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. I like this jam. It's got a little poppy sound to it. This one's called Hip Hop Honey. Hip Hop Honey? Uh-huh. Mm. Hip Hop Honey name, Badger. Good groove. Yeah, you like the Honey Badger? You want to see what the Honey Badger looks like in red and yellow? Or red and gold? I'm colorblind. Uh, yeah, you'll be in St. Joe today. as uh, You're only two hours. You're actually less than two hours away from the first official practice to the public where you can see the Mahomes bombs. You can see the Travis Kelsey dances. You can see the peace sign. You can see the Demarcus Robinson dances. But more importantly, what you can see is you can see personalities from 610 Sports Radio. Steven Spector, you want to see him? You want to go see Josh Frenier's hairline? You want to see what Ron Huey looks like in the hot sun? 
You want to see what Steven Sert is wearing? Hopefully a bro tank. You want to see what Bob Fesco is going to complain about? And go check it out. 610 Sports Radio hosts and uh, producers. All up at St. Joe with the tweet up, along with Arrowhead Pride's company, Kent Swanson, Pete Sweeney. I'm assuming Craig Stout will probably be there as well. Craig Stout, if you want to know what he looks like, um, he looks like the guy from Home Alone that puts salt on the driveways. Uh, the guy that hits Marv in the back of the head with a shovel. Craig Stout's a good guy, though. Had him on the show a couple times. Um, loves beer and whiskey. Um, Jay Binkley, also in St. Joe, as he has just tweeted out a picture of the parking lot. <laughs> man, it's ridiculous, man. And we're going to get into a topic later as we do a thing where we call uh, the recycling of content. That's just something I just made up. Yeah, um, I didn't know that we called it that. We do now, damn it. The recycling of content coming up on Out of Bounds. That's right. Because we said something three weeks ago, three damn weeks ago, that people started talking about last week. Because I hear it, I dive in on content all the time when it comes to this radio show, um, or when it comes to this radio network. I dive in on the other side of the city's radio network. A lot of people. And Jay Binkley, at uh, Three Guys in the Garage on Twitter, he also does Bink at night, Bink on Sundays. Uh, the man's everywhere. He's like my stepfather of radio. He's tweeted out a picture of what St. Joe looks like right now, and it's absolutely bananas. There are cars all over the parking lot. There are tents. It looks like a tailgate. It looks like week one at Arrowhead. Something that will look differently in week one at Arrowhead from last year is the defense. And I know that everybody has their take on what's important this year. And I've seen a lot of... I've seen a lot of people say that Mahomes' numbers will go down because he won't have to do what he did last year. He won't have to go out there and score 49 points only to lose 51 to 49. He won't have to go out and throw for 500 yards because the defense will be better. Last year when the Chiefs' season was over, we knew if they didn't get where they were going to get, we knew what was going to be to blame. We knew it going into the season because they didn't make a change on it. We knew what was going to happen when all was done because the defense was atrocious. There's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to make it look bright and colorful. The defense was terrible, and Bob Sutton was a Richard. We know that because, like we said earlier, as tight as the pickle jar is with the Chiefs PR and the personalities and teammates of this team, you don't hear a lot. But at the end of the year... We saw a Steve Nelson tweet of Kermit the Frog drinking the tea. By the way, there's a picture on Twitter now of Steve Nelson getting absolutely torched by Juju Smith-Schuster in Steelers camp. Then, when Bob Sutton gets let go, words come out of, well, Bob didn't like to make mid-game changes, and Bob kind of put it on the veterans to make the leadership roles pretty well loud. You don't say. Really. Um, Your biggest leader on the defense didn't play until that Chargers game on Thursday night. And he played a half where he was on a pitch count, but they decided to use all of his pitches in the first half. That got addressed immediately this offseason. And when I say immediately, I mean immediately. Sutton was let go. This team came out and said things that, like, you would never hear this Chiefs team say about a staff member or a teammate. And they bring in Steve Spagnola, which I'm not saying that Spags which if you want to follow on Arrowhead Pride, Summer of Spags segments, 
I'm not saying that he's going to be the best defensive coordinator in Chiefs history. I'm not saying that this defense is going to be a top 10 defense. This defense just needs to be better than dead freaking last. And I believe it will be. With the personalities and the dogs that you have on the side of this field now makes you think that this team is going to be better next year. Which you think to yourself, how much better can you get from one play before you get to the Super Bowl? Uh, You can get to the Super Bowl. This team made adjustments this offseason. Granted, their first pick in the draft was an offensive player, but at the time, the circumstances called for maybe having that. You got deeper at a position that you're already deep at when it comes to receiver with Robinson Hill and Watkins. You added McCole Hardman. You signed Tyron Matthew, Ogba, Okafor, and Frank Clark. You're returning Chris Jones, who had 16 and a half sacks last year. And then you drafted Juan Thornhill, who is a very similar piece to what Tyron Matthew is. And whereas Eric Berry and Tyron Matthew, you can say, are similar, I think there's a little bit of a difference that makes it a little bit more visible for this defense and this team. Tyron Matthew is very quiet in the public eye. Like when he showed up to camp, was rocking LSU shirt, didn't really say much, just kind of walked in, was ready for camp, ready to play. But like we said, when we go back to his social media life, it's very loud. Very loud. Very, very loud. And for me, I'm okay with that. Because, like we said earlier, this team is very young. Travis Kelsey will be 30 this year. Mahomes will be 24. Tyreek Hill will be 25. Sammy Watkins is still like 26, maybe 27. This team is young. Chris Jones is young. Frank Clark is kind of turning into that veteran, older linebacker, but still would be considered young. Juan Thornhill, rookie. McCole Hardman, rookie. And... Those type of guys are all connected on Twitter. And Twitter is a social media that does speak out to the young bucks out there that follow teams. Like, I've always said to people that are my friends, that are like, well, I don't want Twitter because I don't want to tweet. You don't have to tweet on Twitter. In fact, sometimes I shouldn't tweet things. I just say dumb stuff. And you can just follow people. And see what they're saying. Get your breaking news fast. Set alarms on Schefter, Rappaport, or Therese. Jeffrey Flanagan, Cody Tapp. Anything that you want. And you can see the news as it develops. And you saw what Tyron Matthews said. Is he said this is the most excited he's been to play pro football since 2015. 2015 was his rookie year. Right? And now he's on a new team. His third team. Where he's played with guys that are extremely talented, that have had a lot of promise, that have had potential to go places with that franchise. He's played with Patrick Peterson, David Johnson, Deshaun Watson, um, DeAndre Hopkins. Now he's playing with Pat Mahomes. That's more exciting. Of course it is. Tyree Kill, that's more exciting. Of course it is. Now, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in all of football, but I think Patrick Mahomes is arguably the best quarterback right now in football after that year he had last year and after what we've already seen this year. 
And when this defense is already gelling, because Jay Binkley mentioned this when he asked Andy Reid a question. He said, how far along and how well has this defense gelled already without even hitting a son of a gun, without even strapping up the, 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 the pads? This team is already somewhat gelled, and everyone kind of knows their role in the 4-3 base that this defense is going to present with itself next year on the team. Why that's important? Because it's a new scheme, a new coordinator, and a lot of new faces on a defense that had to be revamped, that got revamped, that is going to be different, and is going to be basically the reason why and how this team takes that next step gets over that hump, and hopefully Andy Reid can put jewelry on his finger. Well, it's like you said earlier, too. This defense doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be top 10, top 15. It just has to be marginally better than it was last year. You look at the Chiefs last year, their biggest loss was on the road in Seattle by a touchdown, by seven points. And every other game was within a touchdown, one score game, all four games that they lost during the regular season, and then the Patriots game in the AFC Championship, too. So, like, if they're just a step better... Instead of 12 and 4, you're looking at like 13 and 3, 14 and 2, 15 and 1. Who knows? But if they're just a little bit better this year and the offense can go back out there and do what we expect them to do with all of this talent, watch out the rest of the NFL because that's all you need from this Chiefs team. When you ask a team if they're serious or not about going to the Super Bowl when they're actually considered a favorite, you ask yourself what they did to get to that point. They got deeper at receiving position where they're already deep. They fixed the number one problem in a very drastic way. They fired their coordinator. They got a new coordinator, and they filled the holes on defense where they were hurt the most, safety and linebacker. D. Ford, nice knowing you. Frank Clark, let's get to know you. Tyron Matthew, you're replacing Eric Berry. Stay healthy. We got a very, very scary chance at having a decent, decent top 15 defense. You put a top 15 defense with the number one offense, I don't have to tell you much more than that, that that's a pretty good parallel to get yourself successful and get you to a Super Bowl championship or whatever you want to call it. Um, in the NFL, it's important to be marketable. Patrick Mahomes currently sits at sixth. I think it's two years till he's number one. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Just want to give everybody a little heads up. Uh, fact check time. Yeah, I got a fact check here. Go ahead. No, you're uh, fine. 2015 was not Tyron Matthews' rookie year. It was 2013 that he go. debuted in the NFL, but that was the first year that he made all pro, started 14 of 14 games that he played in. So that was the first year that he was really feeling himself in the NFL. So that's why he says this is going to be the most fun year since that year. Per Royal Rundown, as we talked about this earlier with Bubba Starling's 100.7 mile per hour throw last night, it was the hardest thrown outfield assist by a Royals outfielder in the StatCast era, which started in 2015. Sorry, Lorenzo Kane. And Alex Gordon, to be honest with you yeah. as well. Um, so that's crazy. Um, this coming from Matt Derrick, because I know a lot of you who are probably in your car right now driving to St. Joe. Matt Derrick, 46 minutes ago. You can follow him at Matt Derrick on Twitter. Watch for traffic delays if you're coming to Chiefs camp today. Semi-changing a tire on I-29 North right before the 36 highway has traffic down to one lane, but looks like they're hustling to get it cleared. There's also an accident on I-29 South of St. Joe at mile 38. Not affecting camp traffic yet, but backup is four miles and growing. Semi-truck on its side could be a while. That was 45 minutes ago, so I don't know where you are currently on I-29 or which way you're coming. I just want to let you know that there are some 
delays and it could be frustrating if you don't know what's coming your way. So, according to Matt Derrick, be aware that there are some traffic delays on the way to Chiefs camp. Um, as we will get into a new segment that I just literally made up on the air today called the Recycled Content Segment. Yeah. I, hey, I'm sorry. It works. I mean, it's what it is. Sometimes... I don't know how to say this without getting in trouble later on next week, but sometimes you get mad when when you use guests too much. Um, or sometimes people get mad if you steal their content or if you're a copycat of other things. But I like to say that we started talking about it first because we teased that training camp will be very similar to the 15 and 16 um, fan fest of the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Talked about it like a month ago. So we'll get there in a little bit. But um, this segment is about the marketing, the market value of Patrick Mahomes. I thought it was interesting. I read this article last year, let's see, last week, um, when it came to the top marketable players in merchandise sales via NFLPA. Number one is Tom Brady, of course. Number two is Odell Beckham Jr., three, Khalil Mack, four. Sam Darnold, five, Baker Mayfield, six, Patrick Mahomes, seven, Aaron Rodgers, eight, Antonio Brown, nine, Zeke Elliott, and 10, Saquon Barkley. Once I saw this per NFL update or at my sports update, I thought to myself, well, that's odd because Tom Brady can't play football forever. Maybe he can. He's a machine. Who knows, really, with that guy. But he's got to go, right? Eventually, right. Tom Brady and his merchandise will eventually end. Khalil Mack at three is surprising. I think he's just still pretty hot in Chicago. He's yeah. A, he plays a position that can die out eventually, and the surprise market value of the number 52 jersey of Khalil Mack will eventually be, I don't know. I think you got to look at it, too. Like, you're looking at, as far as markets go, Boston, New York, Chicago. Right. Those top four guys, basically. Now, OBJ was in New York. Now he's in Cleveland. A lot of people like the, some call it a heel turn. Mm-hmm. I think it's the baby face role. I think he's going to be a likable guy in Cleveland with Baker and, and Juice. Um, and Sam Darnold, that's just New York. That's yep. a rookie quarterback last year. That's everybody that's wanted. That's them just like, hey, this guy might be the guy. Gigantic head. Yep. Um, Huge head. Baker Mayfield will be in the top five the rest of his career. He's, he's awesome. Just, he's just that guy. Yeah, I, he's just I, cool. I love Baker Mayfield. I, I know too. I get a lot of trouble for liking Baker Mayfield. Um, but Mahomes at six. Okay, Kansas City, for those of you that don't know, is number 34 in the sports radio market mm-hmm. or in the, in the media market when it comes to sports. 34th. And they have the number six guy as of this year. Now, this list is top 20, and I don't need to read all 20 because I just don't want to do that. But to give you an idea who is number 20 is Drew Brees. Okay, Drew Brees has been in the NFL for a long time. So, without being an outlier in Tom Brady, you're eventually going to tread down. Like, you're eventually just going to go to where people are like, oh, yeah, I got my Drew Brees jersey. I don't need any more. Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to tread up. He's going to continue to trend in the upwards direction. Currently at number six when it comes to merchandise sales, that 15 jersey is going to get more popular because he has a lot on his side. He's 23-24. He has found himself on the cover of Madden. And that, to me, is one of the top three most popular games in the world when it comes to video games. I can't call it the most popular because I think Fortnite probably still trumps that. And I would probably say Fortnite. that like, 
than Call 2K. Of Duty? You think 2K is more popular than like Call of Duty type of games? Depends. Depends on the Call of Duty, but yeah. Right. And then I would put Call then I would put Madden and, and 2K in that same realm. Yeah. Which then lets me tie it over to the basketball side of things with Steph Curry. The way that Steph Curry revamped sales in basketball and the video games type of thing was insane. Michael Vick did it too back in the mid 2000s, early 2000s. Michael Vick was one of those guys where, in fact, I can be honest with you, I went and saw the Chiefs play Atlanta when Michael Vick was a part of the Falcons, and the Chiefs, I think, scored like 38 points in the first half. They had like five rushing touchdowns in the first half. I think Priest had two, another guy had two, and another guy had one. And they absolutely blew the Falcons out of the water. Sat behind the end zone with my dad. And I wanted a Michael Vick jersey. Michael Vick was on the cover of Madden. Michael Vick was a... Insane player on Madden. And now we're seeing that when it comes to... Sorry, we have breaking news. Got to get to this. Per Jeff Passan, left-hander reliever Jake Diekman has been traded to the Oakland Athletics League source, tells ESPN. Diekman, who was pursued by a number of players, a number of teams um, on the trade market before Kansas City agreed to deal into the Oakland A's bullpen, has monster stuff. Um, added to that Oakland bullpen. So Jake Diekman has officially been traded to the Oakland Athletics. So Jake Diekman, gone from the Royals roster. Back to the topic. Patrick Mahomes, number six when it comes to marketable sales or merchandise sales in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is only going to go up, and you tell yourself, how far can he go? He could get to one. I think Baker will continuously fight Patrick Mahomes in that merchandise sale because I think both of these guys have multiple outlets when it comes to being able to have merchandise available. You look at last year. Hell, you have one. The headband. Yeah. They gave them out to fans at Arrowhead. Then High V was like, well, we're jumping on this. Now you see everybody wear a headband. Uh, at camp, I think yesterday, they had impersonation tests or competitions when it came to... Um, when it came to Mahomes and Andy Reid. Okay, the Chiefs are Super Bowl favorites. That's going to increase your merchandise. Uh, the fact being on Madden is going to increase your merchandise. Patrick Mahomes at number six in merchandise sales and marketable players currently sits again at number six. It's only a matter of time until he's one or two because, again, we look at your top ten list. You have Tom Brady at one, OBJ at two, Khalil Mack at three, Sam Darnold at four, Baker at five, and then Mahomes at six. I don't know how long Sam Darnold's going to be in the league, let alone I don't know how long he's going to be a top merchandise seller. Um, Tom Brady's eventually going to retire. So if you take two away from six, that's top three, top four, right? Khalil Mack, I think that steam rolls off once the insane peak of his career gets over. I mean, Von Miller was really popular for a couple years. Now Von Miller is just kind of vanilla. You know who he is. You know what he's about. You don't really see a lot of 58 jerseys anymore. Patrick Mahomes continuously will get exciting. The Madden franchise will help him out in that as well because you're going to see a lot of people be like, hey, I'll play with Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I believe it's only a matter of time until Patrick Mahomes, with the ceiling of success, with the innovative way that he is able to continue to groove his career throughout the system, probably a top one or two. I think all of those like little marketable, like iconic things about Patrick Mahomes can help him. You mentioned the headband, like the whole Showtime. He's got those Showtime shirts, just like, Tom Brady's got the TB12 or, like, Steph Curry's part of the Splash Brothers. I think all of that, too, and just the fact that, you know, this kid's becoming a superstar before our very eyes. He's on late-night talk shows. He's out here doing all these cool things, throwing footballs out of stadiums. Like, 
the wow factor of all the times that Patrick Mahomes makes the news because of something crazy that he does or something that's just so damn cool. I think that that overall is going to boost those merchandise sales and his marketability too. Again, breaking news if you didn't hear it. Jake Diekman has been traded to the Oakland A's. It is the second trade to the Oakland A's the Royals have made this year as Homer Bailey went earlier, and now Jake Diekman has been traded. You will get more of that with Cody Tapp at 430 as he will um, he will succeed Chris Unicero, Julio Sanchez, and Jillian Carroll of overtime or the sexiest trio in sports radio. But coming up next, we tried to warn you, and today it'll be your first look at our prediction. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 